welcome to Geek Speak Sidekick, your companion to Australia's number one and award-winning geek pop culture podcast, Geek Speak Live. I'm your host, the geek of all trades, Steve Muller. And I'm Geek Speak's boy wonder, Brendan. And before we get into it... Little disclaimer. Yes. That little asterisk up in the top corner once again. That doesn't that doesn't involve uh, the psychic showdown. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, it doesn't. Uh, in a recent little special we did. We did. Uh, to do with Supernova. Yes. We mentioned that we would be, uh, you, you'd got audio from some of the panels down there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Arrow one. I did. Um, the Bond one. Bond, uh, what was his name? Michael ba- Rosenbaum. Michael Rosenbaum. John Barrowman. John Barrowman as well. And we said, you know, we're going to put it in the podcasts and uh, so everyone can hear it. The people yep. who had missed out going to Supernova and seeing these people in Sydney. Yeah. However, circumstances have changed. Mm-hmm. Uh, we have been informed. Unfortunately, we can't use it. No. Uh, it, there seems to have been a bit of confusion with what we can and can't do. We yes. were advised that we could do certain things. Mm-hmm. It seems now that maybe we were given... Uh, ill-advisement. Yes. So we're not going to put those in. No, we uh, want to do the right thing. We, we we do want to do the right thing. We, we've been told not to put it in. We're not going to put it in. No. And <laughs> Story of our life. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to not expect that. <laughs> I, should have done, I should have done the whole Archer thing and just gone phrasing. <laughs> I did not expect that at all. <laughs> but no, no. Uh, so we're not going to put in the audio from the panels no. at uh, Sydney Supernova. However, Brendan, yes, you are going to do a bit of a wrap-up for us. I will. And you will see that confusion is a topic that will keep coming up when yeah. it comes to Supernova in Sydney. But we'll get to that. We will. Uh, I think before we do get to your little wrap-up, mm-hmm. I think we need to check out... What's been happening? What's been happening? Well, what has been happening, Brendan? <laughs> Fucking lots. <laughs> Once again, we go to record yeah. <laughs> after breaking news. Mm-hmm. God, this, how often does this happen? Pretty much weekly at the moment. <laughs> or like, you know, whenever we get a chance to record. But yeah. Like, like, it's one thing to have news come out and then we talk about it a few days later, which yeah. there are news things that in here that we do want to talk about mm-hmm. that dropped. Uh, there's one that was about a week ago, yeah. if not longer. It just seems to be habit now. The that day that we go to record, something, something else big, will happen, yeah. Something big mm. drops just before we're about to record. There were two this morning. <laughs> two big ones dropped this morning just as we were about to record. <laughs> and they weren't my balls. <laughs> <laughs> no. I can't believe I just said that. No, neither can I. That's why I'm just sort of trying to move on. Uh, do you want me to hit the first one? Yeah, Which one are we going to go with first? Uh, Actually, okay, reckon... we'll go with in the order that I read them. Because okay. I posted both of them. Yep, yep. You posted them both on the Facebook I did. Page. I actually posted them in reverse order. But the first one is Daredevil casting news. Yeah, The Netflix series. Um, Rosario Dawson. Who we all know from Clerks 2. Clerks 2 is Never go ass to mouth. <laughs> no. Some, sometimes you go ass to mouth in the heat of the moment. You can. <laughs> like when two big ones drop. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we, oh, oh, oh my God, it's about to get in a whole different path. Um, and also from Men in Black 2. Yep. I'm just trying to think of the things that all Rent, those geeky kids. Yeah, yep, exactly. Lot, lot, you know, if you don't know Rosario Dawson, get the fuck out, honestly. <laughs> yeah, she's been cast in a quote-unquote critical lead role. Yeah, they're saying her role in the series is absolutely critical to Matt Murdock's journey. I mean, so the... the first one that I jumped to, of course, was Electra. See, I didn't think Electra. Okay. I 
she it didn't scream Electra for me. No. I was going more along the lines of either Karen Page, yeah, or Misty Knight, okay. the detective who been in the Bronx and everything, New York. I could see her as Misty Knight, yeah. Uh, but you saw one online that I hadn't thought about. Oh, it, it was just people commenting that yeah. was throwing out ideas. Typhoid Mary mm. got thrown out there, but I don't. I don't think Typhoid Mary, good choice. But I don't think she would be absolutely critical. No. Even Misty Knight, I'm sitting there going, uh, is she a critical? Maybe it could be because she's been the detective. He's, you know, a vigilante. It's critical in his crime-fighting journey. Yeah. But really, yeah, it comes down to Electra. Do you know who who she would be great as? Kingpin. No, well, no, that'd be a change. No, not not so much in in this universe, but in another universe, mm. whether it be the upcoming DC film universe or the Gotham TV show, mm. she'd be a great Renee Montoya. Oh yeah, mm. actually, funny that I mentioned Kingpin. Yes, Didn't that dropped the other day that Kingpin has been cast as it well. It did. It did. We haven't recorded since. This no, has Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah, from you know Full Metal Jacket, Law and Order, Criminal Intent. Mm-hmm. Uh, Men in Phil- Black, again. He Man was in, in the Black, first Men yep. in Black. Uh, did I speak about it a while back? Pawn Shop Chronicles? Maybe. Great little film. Got a, It's one of those ones that ties in a few sh- you did. smaller yeah, stories. You did. You it's did. got a very comic book feel to it. Mm. He was great in that. He he worked in the... He owned, I believe, the pawn shop. In he, it. he will be a great kingpin. Oh, the photo they put up of him, you know, he's Throughout aged. Head, yeah. And, you know, being bald, I'm like, I'm sitting there thinking... Jeez, that is Kingpin he right there. Great. And he he'll be able to do the really if if it's a mean character or very that he exudes power, D'Onofrio will bring that to the oh, fore. Hell yeah. So it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out and who Rosario Dawson's playing. But there was second news. You can take the lead on I'm this one. I'm gonna take the lead, I took on, the lead this on the one. other one. A new writer and director mm-hmm. has been announced for Star Wars episode eight. Wow. Episode 7 hasn't even come out. Episode 7 has barely just started filming. Episode 7 has hit a bit of a road bump too with Harrison Ford breaking his leg on set. And he's off the set Muppet. for, I think it's eight weeks now. Is that is that yeah. how long? I knew he was injured. I didn't yeah. think he was off for that long. No, it's a, quite a while. They're going to carry on Did filming without him. Did he break a hip? No, broke a leg. <laughs> he, someone, said him, go, someone said to him, break a leg. And he actually did. <laughs> Uh, well, no, they've announced a writer and director for episode eight, which, you know, another fair few years down the track, Ryan Johnson. Yeah, from Looper. Mm, great film. So it'll be I, interesting I to see what Looper he yet. could bring to a Star Wars. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I haven't seen Looper yet. It's, again, one of those movies. You haven't mo- seen Looper? No, it's one of those movies that I Get really want. Get the fuck wa- out. I, I love your hour in now, house listen, listen again. To me. I love Piper Perabo, and I still haven't seen Looper, because mm. I know what happens in Looper with Piper Perabo. <laughs> I can't even remember. She was that insignificant to me, I just didn't care. Okay, but yeah, no, it's one of those ones, again, always wanted to see it, mm. just keep, keep, you know, put it on the back burner. So no, interesting to see, again, how that's going to come out, because mm. Abrams is, well, he has, episode seven. See, I would have been they under haven't the assumption even that... He would go on to yeah. do episode eight and possibly even nine, but... Yeah. The fact that this film hasn't even come out and they're already getting a new writer and director for the next episode, is it that they don't have faith I in Abrams maybe... or they just want to bring a fresh take each time? Wasn't it a case of they were going to do a new Star Wars film and then every other year a spin-off film and then a new Star Wars film and a spin-off film? Maybe it's to allow a bit more development time for that second Star Wars film. So 
you know, he wouldn't be going straight so from episode Abrams seven. going straight from yeah, seven into eight. For, with only a two-year gap, because sometimes that's how movies can be rushed. Mm, and we've seen that a lot. Yeah. Especially I mean, the, with superhero films. The biggest one for me, obviously, is, you know, not saying it would be a better film, but Batman Forever to Batman and Robin. That mm. was only a two-year turnaround, and they yeah. went, Schumacher went straight into it. Like, we all paid the price for that one. Yeah, we did. <laughs> <laughs> Keeping it on news, actually, mm-hmm. and kind of comic booky superhero, News dropped the other day. This is the one that was from about a week ago. But again, after we last recorded, mm-hmm. uh, DC's lineup of films. Still still rumoured. We still have to throw it out there. It's still a rumoured lineup. Yeah, it was uh, done by Nikki Fink. She's uh, one of the founders of Deadline. Dead- yes, yes. She launched a new website the other day mm-hmm. and put up all this information from sources about DC superhero films. Yep. And their apparent lineup mm-hmm. over the next few years, mm-hmm. which there's another drop coming up about DC films, but I'll get into this one first. Yeah. So th- this is the apparent lineup: mm-hmm. Batman v Superman: Dawn of Justice, May 2016. We already knew that, yep. though we thought it'd been pushed back due to uh, the script or you know mm-hmm. the availability of Ben Affleck or Jesse Eisenberg. Yeah. But it seems it was no they needed to negotiate multi-picture deals with a number of people yep. and get them into these films leading up to other ones. Mm-hmm. Because after Batman v Superman apparently is Shazam. Yes. In July 2016, so only 2 months after Batman v Superman. Yeah, I'll keep going and I'll say my yep. piece when you finish. <laughs> the Sandman. Yep. Christmas 2016. Which he would have nothing to do with the overall cinematic universe. Mm. It's just a DC property. Yeah, yeah, as such. Justice League. Which we knew was coming yep, in 2017. May 2017. Wonder Woman in July 2017. Yep. So only two months after Justice League. If that's true, that's going to be a fucking hectic work schedule and for Gal Gadot. Gal Gadot has only signed a three-picture deal. Too. Yep. Then an apparent Flash and Green Lantern team-up in Christmas 2017. Now that... Since this list has broken, because if you look at the actual list she posted, mm. that one isn't in the bold. It's just sort no, of in... No, yeah. it's just kind of... It's a real The talk of that, since that has broken, is that that may be a television event. Uh, because they, if you think, with Arrow, they have teased... You know, they, like... They've teased Ferris, Ferris Air has been and... in it, you know, so... There is talk of them bringing a Green Lantern character into that mm. world, particularly with the Flash character. So that may be a television event. Okay. And when you think Christmas time for for America is when they have their mid season break, break. Mm. so I mean they may do an event on television with Flash and Green Lantern. Okay, well there's one more mm-hmm. for May 2018. Yeah. Now this is the one that surprised me. Mm-hmm. Man of Steel two. Yes. Considering for how long have we been talking, you know, Ma- Batman v Superman was apparently going to be Man of Steel 2. I think we that's all just... thought for long. Even, and we've said it a number of times, mm-hmm. when we it was very clear that it was becoming a Justice League movie in a way. Yeah. You said they were still looking at it as if it was Man of Steel 2. I think that the wording of that's a little confusing. I think it's just that's going to be the next solo Superman film. Yeah, but it's yeah, so far after I know. everything else. Did you notice a glaring omission from that list? No Batman no solo? solo Batman movie. Uh. Since that list came out last Friday, there has been another rumor that's doing the rounds that, again, this is all, I must stress, this is all rumor and yeah, news yeah, yep, at the moment, yep. that they're eyeing 2019 as the solo Batman oh, film. Oh, okay. With a working title of The Batman. Oh. 
which is pretty kick-ass. Yeah, especially with that costume. Now, I did say in the last issue, uh, I had a bit of a rant mm-hmm. about Kevin Smith and saying things. and, and you what know, a rant. And, you know, what he says in podcasts mm-hmm. you should take with a grain of salt. A day or two after at that podcast dropped, the new Hollywood Babylon podcast dropped. They spoke about this list. Yeah. To which Kevin Smith said, yes, that's the same list that I've been hearing about. And Ralph was like, how did you know about that and not told me? And Kevin <laughs> said, I know people, motherfucker. <laughs> so I, 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 I'm, it, it kind of opens it up to, does he know more than he's letting on? A little bit. But my main queries when it comes to this list isn't so much the list of films because when you think about it, Batman v Superman we know is happening because it's filming. Yep. Justice League has already been confirmed. Yep. Sandman has been in development for quite a while, as has Shazam. Um, which Shazam, by the way, uh, you know, who is pretty much all but confirmed to be tied up playing Shazam, don't you? No. Dwayne Johnson. Oh, is that what they rec... Funny thing is, his name was in my head a moment ago, but I kept thinking of him more as, would they go with uh, Green Lantern? No. Like John Stewart or someone. So, and, and you know, you would... He would make an awesome Captain and Marvel. And the other two being, you know, like your, your solo Wonder Woman film and the mm-hmm. next solo Superman film you would assume that they would have been coming anyway. So it's not that hard to believe that list. Yeah. But for me, it's a case of the times. Like the fact that Wonder the, Woman two months after. Yeah, only two months after these other ones. It's a bit much, isn't it? I mean, it, it may be a case like, of... Like, I can understand Shazam after Batman v Superman because that'd be completely unrelated in a yeah, sense. And we all, but we do know that Warner Brothers has always been very gun-shy when it comes to launching a lot of these solo superhero franchises. So for them to maybe do... Like Gal Gadot would literally have to shoot Batman v Superman, Justice League, and a solo Wonder Woman film all in one hit. Mm. And, I mean, it, for them to launch a Wonder Woman franchise two months after Justice League, it kind of makes sense in the way that everyone would still be riding... Still they'd about still it. be riding that Justice League wave, but, you know, if it were to not be a success they've kind of shit in their own net i don't know we'll wait and see i mean comic con starts next month Mm. that's when this is expected to be confirmed so we'll we'll see what the future brings well the other interesting part of it was that you know talking about the multi-picture deals and everything because we know cyborg is apparently going to be in batman v superman yeah i think it will be a very apparently flash is going to be in it it may introduce green lantern and aquaman which i'm going to come back to yeah We've pretty uh, much got confirmation of that. But the other thing was that, you know, it's worth noting that she, Nikki Fink, mm-hmm. reported that Ryan Reynolds won't be reprising a Green Lantern role. Which I think they'll really go comes John, as no surprise. They'll go a John Stewart route, I think. John Stewart or Kyle Rayner? I feel like they'll go John Stewart I to think make go it a John bit Stewart. more uh, multicultural. No, no, I would I would say John Stewart for the fact that you think an entire generation of kids have grown grew up, up watching him. Yeah, like when that Green Lantern movie came out. It's like a bunch of kids grew up with. It's why I'm surprised with Flash. They've actually used Barry Allen because mm. how many kids have grown up with Wally, Wally West? West? But yeah, for me, oh, not so much for me, but I know a lot of people when that Ryan Reynolds movie came out, they're like, I thought Green Lantern was black. Yeah. Like, that would make perfect sense to me. Uh, the other interesting thing about it was the omission of the Metal Men and Suicide Squad movie, sorry, yeah. have apparently slipped off the schedule. But yeah, that's all good. It'll be interesting to see what comes out of San Diego Comic-Con about it. Mm. We did mention Aquaman. Yes. Why did we mention Aquaman, Brendan? Because during the week, a rumour that has been around for oh. months has pretty much been confirmed that Jason Momoa... Is playing uh, Aquaman. Will be playing Aquaman, yes. I'm... 
kind of a two minds about it. Okay. Because I can't see him playing blonde. I don't think they have to. But no, to me they do have to because the whole reason he has always been shunned by his Atlantean folk is because he's half human. He's got blonde hair. Yeah. Atlanteans don't have blonde hair. He got that from his human side. So they've taken, a, a well, they do it with every damn movie these days, but they've taken a pivotal part of that character of his, oh, what would you call it? Like, who wh- who he is, why he is who he is. Yeah, but the thing is, with Aquaman, aside from people who read the comics, yeah. everybody knows Aquaman in pop culture as... Vinny Chase. No, yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if that Adrian well, Grenier played? That, that was what I was thinking the other day, because someone commented on the article we posted on uh, the Facebook page and said, has there ever been a dark-haired, dark-eyed uh, Aquaman? Yeah. And all I could think was, yeah, Vinny Chase. Chase in Entourage. <laughs> no, like, I think, I think Aquaman, out of all the characters in this proposed Justice League universe, he will have the biggest shake-up, because... To everybody, everybody really, to, as I said, for people mm. who don't read the comics, he is the butt of all the jokes. Yeah. He is commonly known as the, the guy who talks to fish. Like, that's all mm-hmm. he does and does the whoop, 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 and talks to dolphins. Like, <laughs> I think he will have a massive, massive shakeup. I think he will be like a, a Conan or whatever type character, but more of like the, the Jeff Johns He's- Aquaman. That Jeff Johns has been writing yeah, since I they think brought out have, the ongoing a couple of years ago. I think ago. he will have the biggest aesthetic change, and I think mm. he'll have the biggest backstory well, change. Apparently with and the, I, I'm fine with that. Well, apparently the way they're going to uh, introduce him in, especially Batman v Superman, is coming out of Man of Steel mm. with the world engine. world engine. That seems it to be the most completely logical. completely fucked up the Indian Ocean or all the oceans. So you can imagine he wouldn't be very happy about that. No, but again, that's that's a lot of that too is hearsay and a lot of fan yeah. talk that's kind of crossed over the, to know this is fact. The thing I'm interested to see is, is he still going to come to Oz Comic Con in September? Mm. Because he's a guest for that. And I've mentioned it before, Emily and her friend are going to the Stargate dinner. <laughs> that was $250 a ticket. For him. For him. Yeah. Obviously, more it's people. It's not a Jason Momoa no. dinner. No, <laughs> and so if he pulls out, they can't exactly go. Well, can I get a refund? Because I was only going for Jason Momoa. However, when they bought the tickets, there were only three guests going. Mm-hmm. How many times after that? And I forgot about this. Were we announcing each week the new uh, guests coming to Oz Comic Con? How many were from Stargate? Yeah. So, uh, what's his name? Guy plays um Tilk. Uh, Chris Judge. He was in fucking uh, Dark Knight Rises. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, he's coming, and the girls are a fan of his. Mm-hmm. You know, they've watched Stargate. So, like, okay, well, it'll still be fun, but it's going to be interesting to see if Momoa pulls out of yeah, Supernova. I wouldn't be surprised. If he has to film. And again, you know, you could hit your ride on a couple of dolphins then again, and get here pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> but then again, if it's not coming out until May 2017, you know, it could be a while. Oh, 2016, sorry. Yeah, his schedule, it- mate. Yeah, 2016. 2016. One that is coming out in 2016, mm-hmm. getting off Aquaman, mm-hmm. that was scheduled for 2017. Yes. Transformers 5. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's well, why you've been walking around with a boner yep. all day. Fourth one hasn't even dropped, comes out in a week, and I will be reviewing that. I've already bought my tickets. I'm mm-hmm. going on the first night. Of course you are. Which, uh, June 26th was our release date. It's now June 25th. Ooh. A lot of countries have changed. Countries that are focused on the World Cup. 
Some have even been pushed back a month. We're actually getting it a day earlier. Oh, cool. So going along Wednesday night, there will be a Green Booties review in a couple of weeks. I'll let it uh, let people have a chance to see it first yeah. before I spoil everything. And then we can see it together as well. Yeah, because I do want to see it. I will see it a second time. Mm-hmm. But no, it came out the other day that even though Transformers 5 had been slated for 2017, mm-hmm. they've pushed it up because they are expecting this one to be massive. Okay. So they just want to get straight into it. Like I said, it'll be the first one I see on the big screen since number two. <laughs> you see a lot of number twos on the big screen, don't you? Yep. And that was one of them. <laughs> and you know what? That's going <laughs> to, just to tease, that will be a topic of conversation for the upcoming Green Rudy review in this issue. Oh, yes, yes, yes. A lot of number yes, two on I, the screen. I do want to see it with you. I will see it multiple times because it's got Dinobots. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Another little bit of news came out the other day. Yeah. You chucked this one up on the Facebook page. Yeah, it could technically be classed as what's been happening. It could be classed as Turtle Talk, but it's only... Because we could go into a lot of depth and detail yeah, in Turtle Talk. Yeah, but we don't have the, uh, the airtime. No. <laughs> um, so the news broke the other day. It had been rumoured for a little while that yep, Seth yep. Green would be joining the cast of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, yes. the, the new animated series that we love <sighs> on Psychic. But he's actually replacing somebody. Yes. Jason Biggs, who voices Leonardo is leaving, and mm. Seth Green will be taking over the, the blue mask. So I'm interested to see how that goes, because it's a very different voice. Mm. Seth Green has a very distinct voice. Jason Biggs has worked well for the leader character of yeah. Leonardo in this cartoon. I was interested why Jason Biggs has left. There's been Nothing's a, come out, but there's been rumor. There's been a couple of stories, one of which is that his role on Orange is the New Black has, has you know, that, that, taken and that, over. And, and that's what bigger. I was thinking. He's getting a bit more... Now, I haven't, I haven't looked in so much to the other story, but apparently Jason likes to cause a lot of controversy on Twitter. On the Twitterverse? I don't know regarding... I, as I said, I haven't looked into mm. it. I can't comment on what exactly, but being... A lot of feedback that I read some of this article is people like, yeah, I'm not surprised. Like, he should have gone a long time ago. It, I would if he's assume, quite a controversial character. Yeah, making for some, a family uh, network like Nickelodeon. It. Even I, though the cartoon's enjoyable by all of us, it oh, yeah. is family-oriented. Yeah. So, so I if can, you've got someone like that associated with it, you might want to kind of ta- look, shoo them off taking, to the side. Taking whatever's going on in the background mm-hmm. out of the equation... I'm disappointed. Yep. I really like Jason Biggs' Leonardo. Like, yep. I think so it's a fantastic I. It, it voice. Just, he was one of those ones where I didn't see Jason Biggs. No, he's Leonardo. When I hear his voice, I often hear Sean Astin come through. Like, I picture Sean Astin. Mm. I never picture Jason Biggs, which, interestingly enough, Seth Green is replacing him, mm-hmm. but someone has actually filled in on a few episodes recently. And I haven't noticed it. I didn't notice it, but it's on... I can't remember the second episode, but one of them was on the Pizza Face episode, which okay. was one of the very recent ones. And like actually, that was a very ago. Michelangelo-heavy episode, too. Leonardo didn't really talk much in that. Yeah. But, and I think maybe in Wrath of Tiger Claw as well. I can't be sure about have that. have to go back and have a watch. But it made me think, like, I didn't, I didn't even notice, notice. If you've got a voice that sounds so much like Jason Biggs... Mm, like old mate who's been doing the Joker in the Arkham games. Who's essentially doing like Mark, Mark Hamill. Hamill. Why not keep that guy... Yeah. ...instead of getting someone completely different for the third season? Because in this sort of show, you don't necessarily need a name, quote-unquote. Because it's going in... He's coming in third season. And it's already been picked up for a fourth. And picked up for that a fourth, was the other which, part oh. of the. <laughs> that was the other part so of the news. So much turtle yeah. talk. 
So, yeah, that that's the big news for Turtles is fourth season before the third one's even started. Well, second hasn't even finished yep. airing yet. Nope. And, yeah, we're going to be getting a new Leonardo. One thing I did forget when we were talking about uh, DC movies before, Warner mm-hmm. Brothers. A mm-hmm. couple of issues ago, last one, one before, we spoke about Warner Brothers were apparently teasing something. Yeah, it was the last issue. Comic book explosion yes. issue. Uh, there was a tweet that went around that Warner Brothers Studios were going to be releasing this, you know, information or, or news. Or something, and we were thinking, oh, are we seeing Gal Gadot in Wonder Woman? Yeah, and that's what, that's what all the talk was. No, it was literally Warner Brothers Studios <laughs> So it was a bit of a something. disappointment. Well, a disappointment and, for me, a bit of an outrage. Why an outrage, Brent? Because if you... Do I need to throw up Brendan's rants again? No. Wait, 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 wait. I'm throwing it up. No, you don't have to. Yep, I'm throwing it up. Oh, fucking hell. Brendan's Rants. Rah. Why are we outraged, Brendan? Well, it's not, it's not an outrage. It's just I was a bit pissed off, and it's unfortunate timing for me because <laughs> cast your mind back to January, I went to the States. Yes. And I went to Warner Brothers Studios and did their studio tour. Um, which you absolutely love. Yeah, because I got to see all the Batmobiles. Mm-hmm. I got to see pretty much all the costumes from Nolan's Dark Knight trilogy. I yep. was in Batman. I had a Batman boner for days. <laughs> It's now come out that Put because, a cow on it. <laughs> because the, actually this week coming mm. is the 25th anniversary of Batman 89. Yes. And to celebrate 25 years of Batman on film, they have added into the studio tour a 25 years of Batman on film exhibit. So and it's you missed not, out. It's not just the stuff that I saw. I've seen some photos of it online. It looks phenomenal. Mm. They've got virtually every vehicle from all the Batman films, all the costumes. It just looks phenomenal. And it's like, when I first heard it, I, my exact words were, you have got to be fucking shitting me. <laughs> For the sake of like six months, I've missed out on the most awesome Batman thing. It's like, fuck. <laughs> Sucks to be you right now. It does. <laughs> it really does. And then in New York, where I was six months ago, they've, uh, Marvel have taken over a building in Times Square and literally put in a, a, a Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. headquarters, which is a huge Marvel on film exhibit. And it, it has sort of been this building as you walk in and everyone who's there is an actor. It is like you have arrived at, at Ooh, S.H.I.E.L.D. that'd be awesome. And it's I the, don't even know the, about no, this. No, the exhibit is like a full-on experience. And that started as well. And I missed <laughs> that by five fucking months. <sighs> That'll learn you for going over before your 30th birthday. Motherfuckers. And leaving me. I know. This is karma. This is karma that you left me and we couldn't record for I how long? I hope Transformers sucks. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah, I went there, motherfucker. <laughs> That's enough of what's been happening. That, yeah. <laughs> how about we get it? That back- mean what's been shitting me. <laughs> Well, how about we talk about something that wasn't shitting you? At, po- well, at, at points. At points, it wasn't shitting me. How about we do your wrap-up of Sydney Supernova how 2014? We, how about we do it? Let's do it. Okay. Sydney Supernova 2014. It sucked. The end. No, 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 no. Look, you know, let's be honest. The day that we are recording this yep. is 12 months to the day since we landed in Sydney for Supernova last year. Oh, 
I remember the farting on the pillows. Yeah. <laughs> and the, yeah, anyway. <laughs> what happens on tour stays on tour, remember, yeah, Steve. Yeah, yeah. So, or, or ends up in a podcast. Yeah, well, and it was a week earlier this year. Yes. So I flew down, met up with uh, Geekspeak cameraman Russ, yep. and we covered the event. It was great. It mm-hmm. was much better than last year. I thought the lineup of guests that they had, I mean, obviously headlined by Stan Lee. Yes. Um, you know, a lot of the Arrow cast were there, like mm-hmm. I've mentioned. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum, John Hedda. Ming-Na Wen. Ming-Na from Wen from Agents of, of S.H.I.E.L.D., Shield. who I didn't even see a glimpse of. Oh, really? No, she's little... What happened then with the... Because on our last issue, the comics explosion, mm-hmm. you said you were going down. Yep. You informed us of the schedule for yep. Friday afternoon. And the you opening, said after Stan ceremony. Lee was an opening ceremony that they introduced the guests. And we they, thought, are they bringing them all out on stage? That happened to a degree. It was very, very rushed because they only had a small amount of time to do it. Yep. And they did bring out some of the names, but a lot of them didn't actually show up for that. Well, this is what we were saying last issue, is that there have been times on a Saturday afternoon we're lined up to do an interview and the guest hasn't even arrived no. at the convention yet. So they basically brought out all the crew from uh, that new Star Trek uh, web series. They they oh, pretty the much all came made out. One. They all came out. Um, Katie Cassidy, Manu Bennett from Arrow came out. I can't out. believe they were actually guests at Supernova, considering it's a fan made yeah. thing that that's kind of got endorsement. Yeah. So, you know, like I said, Katie Cassidy and Manu Bennett came yep. out. Um, George Lazenby came out mm-hmm. with Richard Keel. John Jarrett came out. Mm-hmm. Um, there were probably one or two others. They had a lot of the writers come out as well, but it was a very rushed process. Did John Barrowman come out? No. Well, <laughs> 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 I see what you did there. Yep. Happened years ago, Steve. Hate to break it to you. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, it was that. That was sort of that part of it. That was. I mean, it's kind of cool to see them all together. But like I said, very very rushed. Yes. Um, one thing that wasn't rushed, like my biggest complaint with Supernova mm. is a carryover from when we discussed the Gold Coast Supernova and that's the volunteers. Oh, okay. Now I, I, I have seen a lot of, uh, feedback on Facebook yeah. about it this year Now, from people that I'm not even associated with myself, you know, you know, on Facebook, you know, something will come up that you don't even know that second person yeah. because you've liked it. I was just seeing mountains of it, talking mm. about the volunteers at Sydney Supernova. Now, let me state this from the get-go. Mm-hmm. It, it is the worst volunteering I've ever seen. Yep. But I also experienced the best volunteering I've ever seen for oh, a Supernova. okay. So, I'll start with the bad. Uh, once mm-hmm. again, it was a case of... And it, this is kind of comes back to our disclaimer at the start of the issue as well. I find that I get told five or six different things yeah. by 10 different volunteers. Yep. You go up and ask a question, you get told something, and then it's a case of you see somebody else, oh, no, 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 you're not meant to be here, or yeah. no, 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 you shouldn't do that. Well, it's I've like, been well, instructed to come here, I've been told to do yeah. this. Yeah, I mean, just getting just getting our media passes alone was a struggle. Yeah. You know, getting into the convention, that was a bit of a struggle. Yep. I mean, and that's just the media side of it, you know, mm. that that's, you know, here nor there to, to the punters, but... I mean, it was a case of probably the the biggest one I saw was as I was leaving on the Saturday mm. or about to leave. There was a point that had been made an entry and an exit the whole weekend. You come in and out. It was at the side of the hall. Now, I walked out to grab a quick bite to eat. Yep. Went to come back in. Now, Russ and uh, the other, you know, small crew that we had. Yeah. They were waiting just inside that door. Mm-hmm. Sort of there was an airlock, then the, the actual door, you know, yep. into the hall. They were waiting just inside that door. I went to walk back in. No, no. 
you have to go around. Similar thing happened at Gold Coast a number of times. Suddenly doors that had been used in one particular way all day yeah. were like, no, this is this now. Yeah. And it's like, well... Now, and which is fine. I can understand with, yeah. you know, but again, being with, you know, the media... Yeah. When you need that, to get places yeah, quickly. When that generally happens, and mm. this is full credit to the guys at Supernova because yeah. they do look after us, you can go... Show them your media pass. Oh, no, you're right. Come through. Because it's often we need to go and interview someone within the yeah. next 30 seconds. Yeah. And if you have to walk all that other way around and then through the crowds, you're never going to make it. Like, when you need to be somewhere quickly, mm-hmm. that's what, they, they allow us that. And, yeah. and they've always been very uh, helpful Hosp- yeah, with that. and hospitable towards well, us. Well, 99% of the time. Yeah. Now, again, I'm not saying that I'm, you know, media gets special treatment, blah, no, blah, no, blah. No. But I, I, you know, no, no, you have to walk around. But my crew is just there. No, no, you have to walk around. And I said, do you understand how long it takes to get from one end of the convention hall to the other? Yes, you have to walk around. Okay. I went and did that. Mm -hmm. It took me nearly 20 minutes. Oh, wow. To get back to the exact same door where the crew were waiting for me. By the time I got there, that same volunteer at his own free will. At his own volition. Was letting people through that door. Now, I... I was in back in the convention hall for about another half hour after that. Mm-hmm. And when I actually went to leave, to actually leave the convention to go to the airport to fly yeah. home, there was a girl sitting at the door who was actually calling this volunteer on his bullshit. Because <laughs> anyone who was walking out the door, she would say, guys, we have a volunteer on a power trip here at the door. If you want to get back in, it will depend on whether or not he feels like letting you in at the time. Oh. And then this volunteer was turning around and abusing her. To which, again, she called him on it and was like, no, will you explain to me why you're letting people, you're turning some people away, some people you're letting yep. in? And he didn't have an which answer. Which is fair enough. He didn't have an and answer. It, it, it's a thing we've seen far too often. Yeah. And again, we're not saying this is every volunteer. We've had some no. amazing volunteers. But there are far too many power trippers mm. and ones that don't quite know what they're doing mm-hmm. that it makes the whole day a schmozzle. And I have seen, like you just said, then he, you know, he had a go at her. I've seen a volunteers abuse families with small children by saying, what the hell are you doing? Are you stupid? Get yeah. out of there. In an area that was, you know, they're, they're trying to be in line, but there was no clear signage no. as to where they had to be. The volunteers who were running the huge hall where they have all the panels, yeah, yeah, yep. they were very disorganized. Yeah. Um, you know, being, we got moved three or four times. Um, you know, for a panel to the point where... Well, Gold Coast again was like that with the lines for getting autographs at people's even just their booths. Yeah. Arrows went in 17 different directions. You didn't know... And there was no sign saying, these arrows or like, this line here is for this person. This Mm -hmm. line here is for this person. They all just kind of congregated and went off every which way. And so you didn't know, well, wait, which line am I meant to be in? Mm. And the volunteers couldn't help. Now, that all being said, the volunteers volunteers that were looking after the photo booths were absolutely phenomenal. Oh, that's good to hear. Now, I'd never done the photos before at a convention because we'd sort of wrapped what we yeah, needed to I've do. Yeah, I've never done the go into the photo booth no. and do the one-on-one. We, we'd sort of wrapped what we needed to do kind of early on the Saturday yep. and me being an Arrow person, I wanted to get a photo with Katie Cassidy. Well, I thought you were going to get a photo with Manu Bennett. We'll get to that. Mm-hmm. We'll get to why I picked Katie instead. But, I, again, never having done it before, I went up and asked the question because my photo was at 12.20. Yep. And I was there at about 10 to 12. Mm-hmm. Ask the question, look, do I have to line up now? What's the go? Where do I have to go? If it goes over, like if I need to be at a panel, do I, and I 
to she has to leave, what happens? Because we've seen that at Sydney last yeah. year. People they would have to quickly go to their panel. Yep. And they would just leave the line. So everyone who was waiting for their photo at that moment. Mm-hmm. Look, and they explained to me exactly what happens. Yep. They said, look, we don't actually start the line till 1220. So if you want to go away, I said, look, is it okay if I just mill here? I've got nowhere to be. I'd like to be, you know. I'm all alone. I'd like to sort of be early-ish yep. if I can because there's stuff that I want to get to. You know, yep, not a problem. They had little microphones with portable speakers. They were announcing who needed to be where. Oh, where, you know, wow. And they, it was phenomenal. And when they started the Katie Cassidy line, I was maybe... 10th or 12th in line. Mm. I got to where I needed to be. I was only in line about 10 minutes. It was, it That's was a fantastic. Fast line. They, full credit to those girls. It was a group of girls and supernova people. If you're listening, pat on the back to those people. Yes. The other major complaint of the convention that I had now, this was just my logic, what I thought they would actually do. And to a mm. lot of punters I spoke to on the day, if you want to get autographs or photos, you know, you have to line up at yeah, the Supernova you, you store. You have to go to a booth to buy the to tokens. To buy the tokens. Yes. And then you have to line up again to get said photo or autograph with, yes. with celebrity that, of your choice. Yeah. I would have thought going into this convention because of Stan Lee, mm, there would have been... That's going to be a huge crowd. There would have been a Stan... The people who wanted to buy Stan Lee photos and autographs. Yep. And then the people who wanted to buy everybody else. Yeah. No, there wasn't. Oh, that would have created a bit of chaos, wouldn't it? So if I I was very lucky where Russ's friends who were in line, mm-hmm. they lined up for their Stanley photos and autographs whilst Russ and I were at the panels. Oh yeah. And we were in there for about four hours oh, on wow. Friday. They were in the side of the line before we got into that panel, those panels. Mm-hmm. They were at the head of the line as we got out. So they, they were in the line, line for four, four hours. hours. So I was very and the line was huge behind mm. them. It was about a four, four and a half hour line. Yeah. I was lucky at the I happened to just have the right amount of cash. No. And I said to Russ's mate, Dean, can you please grab me a George Lazenby autograph? Yes. I would have had to have Cheater. lined I would have had to have no lined cuts. up for four and a half hours just to get George just Lazenby to purchase my George yeah. Lazenby autograph. Just to get to purchase it before you've got to go then stand in another line. But this is the thing, he was the type of guest. I love the man. He didn't have a line. No, so you no, could all literally was, walk up to his table straight away. I was falling victim. To, I didn't want to buy Stanley's autograph. No, or photo. But you were I was falling, falling victim, victim to his line, which was four and a half, five hours long. Where I, I don't know. I just thought it would have been. It, smart it would have made a bit more sense. To, yeah, this is this to get Stanley's Stan photo this and autograph. This is for everybody this is for else. else. So if you're if you want to get George Lazenby's, you don't yeah. have to stand in this massive line. Mm-hmm. You're in this smaller line. Yeah, and I was actually talking to a punter as well, and it, I it's something we were talking about that. It's the way I would think when you purchase your... If you're going to pre-purchase a ticket online... Yeah. ...that part of your ticket, you could already pre-buy... Autograph say, and say, photo. Not, not, not a sh- you know, limit it to maybe two stars per ticket. Yeah. But you can already buy your autograph and, and or photo or two autographs or whichever way you want and to go. And it's on your ticket when you get it or they send you the token so it's already there it's to go. There. So you don't have to line up. If you're going to go to a convention and go, okay... This person is going to be here. This is the only reason I'm going to this convention. Yep. Like me with Val Kilmer years ago, yep. my token's already there. I then don't have to line up for five and a half hours, whatever it may be, just to purchase the autograph. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the couple of photos that that person may have that you can grab at the store to get signed, yeah. just have that at their booth. Just and, have the glossy photos there. And if the guest drops there. out, there's a way to get it refunded. Exactly. Before, because if you've bought it months in advance exactly. or weeks in advance, yep. they drop out. You can get it refunded. That does make sense. So, yeah, that was the other disappointment, that they sort of morphed Stan Lee's line in with everything else. 
the advantage to having Stanley there. Remember Supernova Sydney last year by about 12 o'clock? They Wasn't had it to something shut, like 100,000 people? They shut the they doors? They had to shut the doors. Mm-hmm. It was, you couldn't move. It was uncomfortable. It was raining outside, so if you were outside, you were cold and it wet. It was horrible. At no point on the Saturday did it get to that stage. But you I mean, remember Gold Coast? Yeah. You and I had, had to, get to out. escape. I'm not a claustrophobic no. person, but I was about to pass out. Now, I think there was probably the same amount of people there. There may have even been more. Yeah. But because of Stan Lee, this is where he was an advantage. Oh, it separated it split, them. It split the crowd. So mm. at midday... On the Saturday, well, the everyone's off hall. in the four and a half hour line to buy tokens and stuff. Another line floor, to do that and to do the panel. The convention floor was kind of free to move around. Oh, that's a first. Because mm. yeah, usually it's a cattle market. No, and it was it was actually quite nice. It didn't get to that uncomfortable stage till mm. about three two thirty three o'clock. Once stuff was coming out, people and I think people had already things. gotten through Stan yeah. Lee and were doing the rest of the convention. Then it got a bit crowded, and I was like at the stage of. I need to leave, yep. and luckily I'd done everything I wanted to do. And by then, you know, three o'clock in the afternoon, you've probably done everything you need to yeah. or want to. I mean, I mean, look, another thing that was great about it, I got to catch up with Zach and his Batmobile. Oh, yes. And we had a good chat to Hasn't him. Hasn't Zach taken off? Oh, mate, he was mentioned by Kevin Smith and Ralph Garman in Hollywood Babylon last issue. Last, you, there at last yeah, episode. because he, uh, there was a Daily Mail article from the UK about it. He's getting Today so much FM did a, had a video up the other day. He did a Make-A-Wish yep. thing for a little mate, boy with uh, cystic fibrosis. And I commented on his link of that video, and I'll say it now because I know he listens. Mm. Zach, you are doing the Lord's work, my friend. <laughs> The Lord just, being Batman. It, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, just keep doing what you're doing, mate. It is You do such a fantastic job. You are a and brilliant role model in general. But for people who are, who are Batman fans like me, mm-hmm. you are someone who I can hold up and go, you know what? This is why I'm a Batman fan. This guy... He's pretty, he is Batman. The one thing I didn't quite believe was that he's only cried two times in his adult life. Like, <laughs> he's not everyone's you, Steve. <laughs> not everyone cries twice a day in their adult life. you I was doing the oh, Batmobile rides for Make-A-Wish? Your, ba- your eye makeup would just <laughs> run. It'd be horrible. I had a big panda eyes, mascara <laughs> running down under my cowl at the mouthpiece. But in terms of the panels that I got to, okay? Yes, yes. Give it, let us know about some of these panels. So the first panel see... was meant to be... Michael Rosenbaum. All right. Okay. Let's run through this. It was Michael Rosenbaum, but he brought John Hedder out with him. and As a bit of a surprise. They're yeah. friends, and they did the whole panel together. Mm. Now, you would assume out of those two guys that Hedder would be the funny one. Mm. Michael Rosenbaum is piss funny. <laughs> he was running the panel. He was up and about, walking around through the crowd. He was being irreverent. He was being rude. He was, <laughs> Mate, he is awesome. He's so, so funny. We got to meet him at Gold Coast last year. Very just quickly. Briefly. He was walking past, introduced. And I didn't notice him straight away because he had hair. Because I'm just like, <laughs> oh, hey, it's Michael Rosemont. He's like, oh, hey, man. Yeah. And he's, you know, he's... just a quick little hello. Very, he didn't do the whole, oh, my God, someone's trying to talk to me. Yeah, like Hasselhoff. <laughs> no, well, Hasselhoff wouldn't be, oh, my God, someone's trying to talk to me. He'd be like, get those bitches away from me. Yeah. That's a whole different story. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Ro- Rosenbaum just seemed one of the people And he when I saw him last year. He's hilarious. And I, I got to ask him and John Hedder a question. In oh, the what'd panel. you ask him? I asked him how would he feel if he got tapped to be a guest star on the upcoming Flash series? Because John Wesley Shipp, who was the original Flash in the 90s yep. show, he's got a role in it. Yeah. Um, I just thought it'd be cool, even if it was just a cameo, so you could have sort of three different versions of Flash, of the Flash all in, in the one the show. show. 
And he sort of was like, no, because he's focusing. He's like, guest starring on things is cool, but he's directed a film recently mm-hmm. and he's wanting to do more of that, like behind the camera stuff. And plus it might that, again, it is a CW show. Yeah. People may not see it as a Flash cameo. It might be a Lex they cameo. They think that Lex Luthor's turning up. Obviously, yeah. he'll have hair. Yeah. But there might be a bit of confusion about that. But So that's what he said. And, the, and John Hedder, I also asked, because uh, he's in a movie, um, oh, what's it called? Before... Uh, Walt Before Mickey, I think it's called. It's a mm. biopic on Walt Disney before he's made. Oh, you know, before okay. the Disney characters came about, and he actually plays his brother Roy. Yeah, in that, and and he said that it look it's a little independent film. It may not actually come out yet. To which, uh, you know, Rosenbaum was like very optimistic, dude. <laughs> um, and he said how it was good to him to sort of play a dramatic role. And because a lot of people don't really know they Roy Disney. They just associate, especially John Hedder as Napoleon yeah, Dynamite. It gave him a bit of license because people don't necessarily know that Roy Disney mm. character to, to sort of make it his own and everything. So that, that was interesting. Yep. Following that was the one that I was G'd up for. It was Katie Cassidy and Manu Bennett. Now, this was the Arrow panel that didn't actually have John Barrowman in it. No, because he, he did his own. he did his own panel. Yeah, so straight it was just after. Manu and Katie. Yes. Um, now, I will say, I will go back to actually the point we were making before about you thought I would have had my photo with Manu Bennett. Yeah, because we're a big Deathstroke fan of Arrow. I, great. I was going into this convention. And how many times have we bemoaned uh, Laurel Lance? Like exactly. I said, I want her to die. Now, I went into this convention yep. wanting a photo with at least one Arrow cast member. Okay. I kind of ruled out Barrowman straight away because, again, I didn't have a lot of time and he'd have the Doctor have Who the bigger and Torchwood line, crowd. Yeah. And, and to be honest... Um, I noticed in his panel too, I think a lot of the gay community mm. had gone along for John Barrowman as well. Yeah. Um, so I kind of rule that out because I thought he would have a much bigger weight. Okay. Wait time for photos. So you're like, so then it's between so Manu, Manu and, Katie. and Katie. And I was leaning towards Manu. Mm-hmm. Two minutes into their panel, Katie Cassidy is awesome. Oh, really? I, now, I don't mean this to be disrespectful. Mm-hmm. I thought going in that she would be a bit standoffish. Mm, a bit, maybe a bit, bit like Laurel. A bit, bit, bit of a princess and mm. a bit of a stick up her ass. Okay. <laughs> exact opposite. <gasps> she is awesome. Like, they came out... Kind of Rosenbaum awesome? To a degree. Like, mm. she was lo- like joking and she kind of took over the panel at the start there and she was swearing and carrying on. <laughs> she was awesome. And I tell you what, you know how we've complained about Laurel a lot in that show, how she looks skeletal and... Haggard. And, and I, I think I've made the point before too, I, and I know this is because of the CW, but yeah. she always looks like she's about to go to either a wedding or, or her prom the, yeah. or whatever. It's just like, fuck, the hair and the makeup. Of course, I mean, she, she had a bit of makeup and stuff on there and everything, but just, I got to see her naturally. And man, she is stunning. Well, I saw some photos she put up on Facebook of Supernova, yeah, uh, the ones that she takes with the fans, yeah, and I thought she'd stolen someone's beanie. No, it looks like what she was wearing on one of the days, or whether it's the Sunday or the it Sunday. Must be the Sunday because I haven't seen that. She's wearing jeans, mm-hmm. kind of like a loose, very loose fitting grey singlet. Mm-hmm. One of those jackets. I've got one of them. It's like the grey hoodie with the black leather jacket. I think over I've it. seen some of these photos. You and this black. Being yeah. and but she was wearing this outfit in a number of fan photos. Oh, okay. like, I haven't seen if that. If that's what she wore to Okay, well I haven't seen those. So ones. I, I did not expect it. I expected it to look like a princess. She she's awesome. And and Russ, because we had the conversation about who should I get a photo with, and after the panel, I was just like, I'm thinking Katie Cassidy, and Russ was just like, Yeah. Mm. He's like, I don't blame you. It's what like, was she Manu was like? awesome. Manu Manu was joking around a bit, but he was very 
very straight down the line. Like he a lot, was a lot he more, more serious. So he was more like kind slave. of yeah. But I mean, this, the the part at the start of the panel that cracked me up was she came out and said how she'd never been to Australia before and she loved it and she's loving Tim Tam slams, uh, which is the yep. you know you bite the corner off of the Tim Tam, suck it through the coffee. Manu had never done one. Okay. But he had a cup of coffee with him. Mm. She's kind of stopped the panel and was like, we need Tim Tams. Got some and Tim Tams out of the crowd. They got some Tim Tams yep. out of the crowd, and she made Manu do a Tim Tam slam live on stage. Ooh. And she kept saying, no, you have to put your mouth over here, and then you suck this and all that. And he kept saying, if you keep making me say those words, John Barrowman is going to leap <laughs> onto the stage. <laughs> But he did it. The biggest joke he made was that he did the Tim Tam slam. So he put his mouth down, did the up yep, through yep. the coffee. And as he's done it, he lifted his head up sort of slow motion. His eyes went so wide and he's gone, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. But he was, he was a bit more serious. And again, with the time that I had, he pulled in quite the female audience oh, to yeah, get photos with him. And of course, the Spartacus crowd and the Lord of the Rings crowd. Yeah, because he plays Azog the... Yeah, Azog the whatever in Hobbit. And so everything, everything that I had in the time I had to work with, it kind of leaned towards Katie. And okay. in the end, I'm glad I went with her because she was such a sweetheart. So what about Barrowman? Barrowman was awesome. Uh, he was he was what you would expect. He came yeah. out. He was serious at some points, and then other points he would totally camp it up. And, Just flamboyant as hell. Oh yeah, and he sang. He Ooh. sang to the crowd. He sang the Doctor and I. Oh, okay. See, I don't know this song. I haven't. I haven't seen his episodes of Doctor Who. I've only okay. seen the Matt Smith stuff. Okay. I I started with Eccleston mm-hmm. and Billy Piper. The Shav just annoyed me to tears, so I yep. haven't actually gone back and watched it. Okay. And I didn't watch Torchwood. Fair enough. So but I, I don't know, know the Doctor Who song. It but made apparently... a lot of people. Can I say the word moist? <laughs> <laughs> I think male and female. Yep. And I didn't know he could sing. He's got an awesome voice, and he's yep. so heavily involved with theatre and everything as well. Yep. He was he was a laugh, and he said on his panel to everyone who wants photos with him, mm. he's like, "I will do anything but kiss." If you want to grab my ass, grab my ass. If you want me to grab your ass, I'll grab your ass. He was like, oh. and if you, you see want to some hold of, me up by the ankles, if you see some of the photos that he posted with fans, he was up for anything. Uh, then of course was Stanley. I feel like I'd be one of those. Yeah, you would be. Yeah, you'd, you'd have your pants off the whole yep. time. Yep. Stanley followed. Yep. Now we've pretty much covered Stan. Yep. To the point that we yep. can. Um, he just dropped science left, right, and center. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um, I was honored to just be in the room with the man. And then, of course, on the Saturday, the last panel that I attended was the James Bond panel. Well, the one, was, uh, another one you were really looking forward yeah, to because George you finally Lazenby got to meet a James Bond. And Richard Keel. And again, it was fantastic. They mm. were both how you would expect them to be. George is a bit... He's a bit... Oh, he's old. He is, and he's a bit... He is. He's a bit standoffish. Okay. Um, he's exactly how I expected him to be. Okay. Um, Richard Keel is such a sweetheart for such a big man. Mm. I mean, he's getting around a little motorized scooter now, which I yeah, can't blame him uh, for carrying that uh, frame uh, all uh, year. Peter Mayhew, yeah. Chewbacca, did the same thing down at Gold Coast. Yeah. And so did Vern Troyer, actually. Yes. Mm. Um, oh, man, they were fantastic. I got to ask George a question. Yeah, what did you ask um, him? I basically said how, for those of you who don't know, and this is kind of a spoiler, because mm. uh, it was made in the 60s, but if you haven't seen it, <laughs> on Imagine's Secret Service is the one Bond film where he gets married. Oh, okay. And the very last scene of the film is he and his wife, Tracy, driving away to go on their honeymoon. Um, Blofeld drives past. The car gets shot and Tracy cops a bullet through the windshield right between the eyes. Ooh. It ends with Bond holding her dead body, saying it's, it's, she's just sleeping. We have all the time in the world. And it's, it's very, oh, very if you sad. would ball your eyes out, <laughs> like, it is such a sad end to a Bond film. just thinking about it. And I asked George, I said, look, your film stands apart for many reasons. It's, you know, probably the most Fleming of the Bond films. It's got a completely different look and feel to yep. it to all the other Bond films. 
the part that stands apart for me is that ending. What was it like filming that ending? And he said to me, it wasn't hard at all. He's like, I'd, I'd read the book going in and he said, it's the best book and it ends that way as well. He said, so I just brought up the emotion from reading the book. And he said, I actually, in the first take, he had Diana Rigg, who plays Tracy, mm. like her head on his lap. She was biting his leg to make him cry. Oh. But he said he didn't need it because he already had the emotion there. Yeah. And the thing that sucks is the director. Wasn't the after only that, thing she was biting. <laughs> after that scene, he said, no, do it again without the tears. James Bond doesn't cry. Oh, get because it was fucked. because it was the sixties, and that was Bond's image at the time. Men don't cry. So he said it would have been God, even. Can you imagine more... the director talking to me then? Yeah, he said it would have been even more emotional had they have gone with that first take. Yeah. So I mean that that was brilliant because I actually didn't know that. Yeah. That was one of the things that he spoke about that I didn't already know. So right, that so... was that was Supernova for me. So overall, Supernova, how would you rate it? Got to meet a Bond. Got to. You know, meet some of the Arrow cast. I got what I went got for. Got to see Stan Lee. It was it was great. It was to be honest. I really, really, really wish you and Todd and Wade and everyone had been there mm-hmm. because it was my. It's I probably, would love to have seen Stan Lee because unless I go over to America, I'm never yeah. going to have a chance to see him in it's Australia. Prob- probably aside from the negativity that that comes with yep. it, it was my favourite Supernova, and it would have been better if. You know, if I could have shared it with all of you guys. Oh, you missed me. Yeah. You big sook. Well, I won't ask you to give it a Green Booties rating. No. It is I'm Supernova. S- I'm saving that. But I, yes, you are saving it. Mm-hmm. You're saving it for a little film. Yes. That you saw at the cinema this a couple is of weeks where, ago. This is where you could play the Brendan's Rants. <laughs> I'm not going to play Brendan's Rants. What I am going to play is... How many Green Booties? I went, let me say from the get-go, I went and saw Maleficent. Okay. Now, this movie has been getting well-received, mm-hmm. and... I've been really looking forward to it, because it's you been love said Sleeping... before, Sleeping Beauty is my favourite Disney film okay. ever. Okay. I love the original Sleeping Beauty film. I grew up with that film. Yep. Okay? Hence the reason why, you know the song, you know, in that film, I Know You, I Walk With You Once Upon a Dream? I sing it to Emily every night. I have a new version of that. Okay. I Know Poo. I saw it last week up on the screen. <laughs> That bad. Mate, Jess has never seen me walk out of a cinema so angry. Not even after Transformers Revenge nope, of the Fallen. Nope. I, I Wow. Okay. Taking it as its own thing, I guess it was it was it started off really, really well. I walked out of that movie and I said to Jess, I fucking hated that. And that was my exact <laughs> words. The reason being, it was what they did to the characters. Okay? Yeah. You should probably put up a spoiler alert here. All right, let's throw it up. Spoilers! Okay. For those of you who love the original Disney film... My hand is in the air. Okay. (laughs) King Stefan. Oh, Aurora's dad. Yeah. What do you think of that character? Very jovial, very light-hearted. Soft-spoken. Soft-spoken. Loves his daughter. Yep. Yeah. Do you want to know who the... Ha- has the big chat with... Um, yep. uh What's his fucking favourite film? And I can't even remember the prince's name. Prince Philip's father. Prince Philip. Yeah. Prince Philip's father. They have that whole, it's like, my daughter's too good for you. My son's too good for and your the daughter. the toast and all that. Yeah. Yeah, and they're having the Marlin fight or whatever. Okay. That character, yep. Prince, he, he is the villain of the movie. Really? He is full-on bad guy. Not misunderstood bad guy. He is full-on reprehensible, just detestable villain of this film. Now, okay, it's interesting you say that because I know he's played by Shalto Copley. Yes. From District 9, mm-hmm. uh, 18, 18, and Elysium. Yes. And he did the villain, one of the villains, mm-hmm. in Elysium. He okay. was that kind of, yeah, all uh, detestable character. Well, not detestable, but he was... 
bringing out the bad side. Mate, he was detestable in this. Oh. Okay, you know how I've had this conversation before when we spoke about Wicked, how I don't really like it when they take villains, tell a different story, and make them sympathetic. Yeah, we did talk about that with Wicked, because I liked what they did with the Wicked Witch in Wicked. Now, that was my fear coming into this movie, that they're going to make Maleficent a sympathetic villain. Yep. They don't. I would have preferred it if they'd done that. She is the hero of this film. She is the hero of this film. Really? Cannot look at it any other way. Prince Philip, who yeah. is a who is a hero in the first movie, mm. he is a pussy. He does nothing in this film aside from getting that name character in there. He could have been fucking anybody. <laughs> he was horrible he on screen. He could have been a tree. He could have. Um, the girl who played Aurora, at no point do they call her um, Briar Rose. Briar Rose. Really? She's always That's Aurora. the whole thing is she's Briar Rose because yep. she has to be kept hidden and yep. safe from Maleficent. No, the three fairies who take her and look after her. Yep, in, yep. That, in the original film, they're, they're, they love Aurora and they oh, do they everything for her. her. They bring her up you know, wonderfully. They're they a little, have all her best intentions. No, they're a little bit shit at life when they take away the magic. But, oh, yeah. You know, they the three Best fairy, cake ever. three fairies in this yep. again detestable. Really, they can't. They take Aurora away to the cottage. Yeah, they don't know how to stop a baby from crying. So they're sound asleep of a night time, and little baby Aurora is screaming. They don't know how oh, to this feed is actually her. Making me uncomfortable. They don't know how to feed her. They're like she's crying. We'll feed her. They pull up carrots out of the garden and just lay carrots on top of her and then fly away. They bicker amongst themselves the entire movie and do nothing to bring up Aurora. See, now I'm worried about seeing it because, as I said, Sleeping Beauty is my favourite Disney characters, film. This all is, the characters that you this is love. Going to destroy that. Exactly, and that's why I hated it so much. Okay, big, big, big spoiler alert here. Okay. Aurora falls asleep. Yep. Who wakes her up? True love's kiss. Who wakes her well, up? Well, in the original and in the story, it's always been Prince Philip. He kisses her, does nothing. Oh, really? Maleficent gives her a peck on the head. Oh, get fucked. She wakes up. No. No, I don't want to hear anymore. As I said, Maleficent no. is the hero of no. this film. She because no. the, Because the fairies and everything, they don't raise her, she pretty much brings her up. When she's gone for long periods of time, like days at a time, the fairies don't even ask where she is, and they're meant to be protecting her. Yeah. The reason why Maleficent is the villain is because she and Stefan kind of had a bit of a love affair when they were very, very young. Oh, and Stefan okay. isn't born into royalty. Yeah. He is just sort of a peasant who, who sort of gets tied up with royalty. And the king at the time wants to kill Maleficent and sort of the, take over the, the fairy land that she, she you know, uh, rules yeah. over. I saw a bit in the preview. She had wings yeah. and all this sort of stuff. So basically, this king says he's about to die. He said, whoever can kill Maleficent will take over the throne. Okay. Stefan goes into the forest and, and befriends her and everything again. You think that he's gone and he, he basically drugs her, makes oh. her fall asleep, and you think he goes to kill this her. This is really dark for no, Disney. You think he goes to kill her and he goes, no, no, I won't kill her. I'll cut off her wings to save her. And I can take this back as a symbol and saying, yes, I've killed her, so I'll be king and no one will bother her. No, no. He actually goes with the intention to kill her, and the only reason he cuts off her wings is he's too much of a fucking coward to actually do oh, it. Oh, okay. He doesn't give a shit about Aurora. He's he's cowardly. I, I, he is reprehensible. I yeah, you, you, you're destroying 
yeah. my love for this. I, I know. I don't want to see this film no. now. This sounds terrible. And the end of it, the voiceover that goes through the whole movie, turns yeah. out that it's actually Aurora, Sleeping Beauty, and she says, now you know what really happened. No, get fucked. That's not what really happened. No. Anything you've told. No. No, now you like know it. why no. I walked out of that movie. So, no. look, if you don't know the original story and you take it as a standalone thing, whatever, I guess, I mean, look, visually it was stunning. Okay. The score was fantastic. Jolie played Maleficent to a T. She had all the mannerisms mm. down. The voice was perfect. What they did to the characters fucking destroyed it. Yeah. I'm giving this movie half a green booty. Holy shit. I just, I hated it. I was That is the lowest rating the sidekicks have ever given. Well, a sidekick has ever given on anything. I was at home for hours after seeing this movie, and I was still fuming. Well, you messaged me and said, I needed to see it before you came back from Sydney because you were going to be talking about it. I couldn't hold the rant in. You couldn't. And in the end, the first time I caught up with you... You just let close. I, I didn't even get a fucking chance to see it, but now I don't want to see it. I'm mm. not gonna. No, I'm not gonna spend my money and go see that at the cinema. Look, I know a lot of no, people I'm have seen my this money movie. For Transformers Four. A lot of people have seen this movie. A lot of people have liked it. It has made a shit ton of money. Okay, but are they fans of the, the original Disney film? I don't because that movie is so dear to my heart. Mm. If this is going to. We've spoken about it with Oz the Great and Powerful. We've spoken about it with Wicked. Even, oh, if you look at Snow White and the Huntsman. Yeah. You know, it kind of takes it on a new area, but it sounds like they've just really fucked See, the dog on this Oz one. Oz the Great and Powerful is the example I use when people are like, yeah, but they did this, this, and this. And yeah. I'm like, no, no. I love Wizard of Oz. It is phenomenal. We've spoken about it. Yeah. I loved what they did with Oz the Great and Powerful. That was doing it right. Yes. This takes the characters that you know and love and that are gentle, loving characters mm. and just making them reprehensible fucking assholes. Whereas we always knew, like, the wizard in The Wizard of Oz. He was a bit dodgy. Was a douchebag. Yeah. yeah. And he played that up, but he became charming in doing so. So, half a booty. Yes. That wouldn't even fit a baby. No, it wouldn't. Half a booty for Maleficent. Mm-hmm. Well, take from that what you will if you want to go see it. Sorry if I've offended anybody. <laughs> Look, tell me what you thought. Give me the feedback. Yeah, hit us up on the Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash TV. Tell us what you think about Maleficent. Did mm-hmm. you like it? Did you hate it? While you're there, send us an email to geekspeakau at gmail.com with any other thoughts, opinions, feedback you have about the podcast or any little interesting tidbits you want to send us. <laughs> yes. Maybe some... Saucy photos. <laughs> Speak for yourself. <laughs> what, mine aren't good enough for you? Not anymore. Okay, want some variety. <laughs> look, I think that's all we have time for. Yep. <laughs> it's been a long one. I'm fired up again now. <laughs> <laughs> you want to watch Maleficent again just to get even more angry? No, I want to watch Sleeping Beauty again, which I watched that night just to, to cleanse my down. palate. Yeah. Calm you down. Well, I'm going to let you do that. I'm going to let you calm down. I'm going to go home and start watching through Ooh. all the Transformers films in the lead up to number four, Skip which two. we may... Machete cut, skip two. Because <laughs> it's shit. We may do a review in the next issue. We may not. It depends on when we get to record. Mm-hmm. Because I really don't want to spoil it for you. And I want to see because, it with Because you, you want to yeah. see it with me. So we've got to work out a time to actually see it. I may just give some general thoughts in the yep. next issue. And then we'll do a review in the other one. Mm-hmm. Coming up soon, we have also want to get back into some Total Talk. Yep. And next issue, we will release the next topic. Four Sidekick Showdown. What's it going to be? I don't know. Uh, neither do I. <laughs> look at me. Start writing in. What do you want to be the topic for the next Sidekick Showdown? What do you want us to pit to the death? Other than my fist and Brendan's face. Other than me and fucking Maleficent. Can, can, you, can you kill a fist? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm tired. I want to go home. <laughs> 
until then, I've been your host, the Gigaball Trade, Steve Muller. And I've been a mixed bag of emotions, boy wonder Brendan. <laughs> Geek out. Would you hurry the fuck up? I want to record. I want to fucking go home. Fuck you, don't you like my company? <laughs> when, when have I ever liked your company? That's true. It's good the listeners don't know that it's like one of those relationships where you just hate the f- fuck I hate you. I can't stand your fucking but the face. the minute the mics go on. <laughs> oh shit. The mics are on. <laughs> <laughs> Whoops.